it's so important you know I almost feel like we kind of needed this time to like shut everything down and yeah. for even for the environment and for our well-being and to not be rushed and go 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 but actually people have rested for the first time in years and there's actually beautiful things happening in, in like the darkest times you know between the Grooves is hosted by James Curtis, music director and morning man in the greater Toronto area on Joy Radio, and Drew Brown, Juno-nominated singer-songwriter and worship leader. Both hope to share insights into Christian music, exploring ministry, message, and everything in between. You can connect with the show at faithstrongtoday.com slash between the grooves or via Twitter at Between Grooves. Now, here's James and Drew. Episode 173, welcome to Between the Grooves. It's your weekly look at music industry and everything in between with today's top Christian artists. And this week's episode features a, an amazing conversation oh, yeah. with Ellie Limebear. And we're going to be chatting about, you know, growing up in the music business, how COVID has, you know, impacted her career over the last few months, songwriting, collaboration, a whole bunch of great conversation pieces to look forward to that's mm-hmm. coming up in just a bit but before we get to it we need to check in with the community cork board did you rehearse that no i didn't no no did sound it sound rehearsed no no it didn't oh no actually it, it sounded pretty good it looks like you put some thought into it yeah. might have only been five seconds thought, of thought yeah, into exactly. it, but a little bit of thought nonetheless <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, we appreciate all your comments and uh, and feedback whenever we have new episodes. And you are welcome to hit us up on social media at Between Grooves on Facebook and Twitter. You can also email us anytime at Between the Grooves at FaithStrongToday.com, which is our podcast network. Got a comment on Apple Podcasts. Uh, this person says, The five-star rating should speak for itself, but there's so much good stuff I take away from each episode of this podcast. Hmm. It's like getting an opportunity to pick the brain of your favorite musicians and other people in the industry that actually know what they're talking about. Honestly, it's a hidden gem in the podcast world and a weekly resource every artist should take advantage of. Well, thank wow. you very much thank for that you. comment. Thank you. Yeah. We do appreciate it. And hopefully comments like that help us reach more people with Between the Grooves. Come on now. That's like I right. said, if you've got a comment you'd like to leave, uh, you're welcome to it. And if it's something positive and uplifting, maybe we'll read it on our show. <laughs> if it's negative stuff, just forget. Don't even bother don't, writing Don't even bother. We don't want to hear that nonsense. Right. We don't want to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's only positive stuff we want to hear. We want to lift ourselves up. Come on, it's 2020. We need more positive feedback, please. <laughs> please give us positive feedback. Well, speaking of positive, <laughs> Christmas up? is right around the corner. Oh, I'm so excited for Christmas. Are you ready for Christmas? I uh, well, my house doesn't look like it, but but I in deep inside my heart, right? Yes, 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 indeed. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. My my wife's ready for Christmas because she's already started watching all the Christmas movies. Oh my gosh, um, so she's good. totally into that. I mean, she'll watch. You know, twenty four seven year round. Anyways, sure, sure. But uh, definitely, but we haven't done any decorations or anything yeah, yet. Yeah. Uh, for me, uh, really, it's the busiest time of the year for me. Oh my gosh! Uh, and that's just with music coming into the radio station. Yep. I gotta say, it's been a little different this year. We're getting a lot of music. Like I would say, uh, I would probably not be. I would probably not be um, telling a lie when I say that perhaps. 
a dozen songs uh, in a three-hour window that are being sent. I mean, that's a lot of stuff. Wow. And what I'm finding is a lot of um, secular artists, not necessarily mainstream artists, but secular artists that have some kind of religious overtones to their songs are sending stuff in. And just so much so that I just don't have time to listen to it all. Wow. No. You know? Is that a normal thing for this to happen? I wouldn't say normal. I mean, there is a little bit of that that happens every year anyways, but mm. certainly more so this year than in previous years. It's it's like, mm. you know, the artists have time on their hands to be able to send it or perhaps are thinking, you know, this will help, you know, because it's been a it's a year of struggles for a lot of artists. Yeah, yeah. And so maybe this is just one avenue to, you know, get it out to the Christian radio stations and maybe I'll get some airplay there as well. Mm. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's interesting to see all this music coming through. Hmm. So, yeah. And speaking of Christmas, yes. I do got to say, here we go. We will be having our annual Christmas special next month where we'll once again bring back many of our guests from the last year. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, Christmas? About Christmas. Oh, yes. Okay, yes. I thought I got it wrong there. That's what it's all about. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we always have a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> on our Christmas special, we have some laughs, we have some serious times, yes, yes. but certainly, uh, it's an, uh, an episode that you don't want to miss. And quite frankly, if you really want to get into the Christmas spirit, listen back to some of our previous Christmas oh specials. Oh my goodness. Uh, they are a hoot. They really are. Yeah, they are. And I think this year, I think we have a, a really interesting, eclectic and beautiful collection of stories for the Christmas special, some really really good stuff. I'm not going to give any hints away, but but from my recollection, there was a few wonderful moments. Yeah, and so I can't wait to share these moments with people. Be looking forward to that. That will be coming in the next few weeks. Uh, and in the meantime, feel free to listen back to past Christmas specials that mm-hmm. we've had. I kind of think that this year I'd like for us to have uh, we you know call it something special, like call it our Christmas party. Or okay, whatever, okay. You know, okay. I, I don't know if we can do that. Um, okay. Christmas but, party, yeah. Between, o- between the elves, between the elves, huh? uh, like an open door policy where our guests can, you know, come back, walk in the door, or call up and stuff. You know, we'll have to arrange all that stuff with them. But, but certainly, uh, that's not happening. Not happening. No. Well, maybe not the door thing, unless you're wearing a mask. Right. Right. Well, quite frankly, if you listen, if you look back on many of the guests we've had over the last year, right, most of them have been over on the phone. That's right, and yeah. and that's really being forced upon us with with the restrictions that's and right. yeah. you know trying to keep uh, health conscious and and uh, safety measures in place. That's it. So, so I suppose many more what we call phoners than we would have liked. We, yeah, we yeah. like the face-to-face with somebody over a coffee or whatever yeah. and and uh, and looking them in their eyes and hearing their heart you know, directly from them and they can see us and hear us and hear where That's we're right. going and stuff. Um, those are great, great conversations, but we've been that. very limited. I think the last one, and correct me if I'm wrong, the last one was Swanisha? Was that the last that's, one? That's right. That was, like, that for me was beautiful. I mean, it was a great conversation, but again, just kind of being together in the yeah. space, it was so good. I really, really miss that. Community. Oh, right? That's that's what's been missing over the last eight or ten months. That's it. And, so. and keep it'll on, be back. It'll I, be yeah, back. it'll be back. And I totally get why. why this, like, it's good. We're doing the right thing. Awesome. I just miss it. Yeah. 
Yeah, having it. said that, though, the conversations that we've had over the last year have been phenomenal. Fantastic, Like, dude. great, great conversations because yeah. it's, it's made people in general take a step back from what they've always been doing, you know, the, 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 the cookie-cutter pattern right. of life. Yeah. And everybody's had to step back and, and look at things differently, look at it that's from right. a different perspective. And that's so right. that's what's been great about the conversations that we've had over the last year. Definitely. So definitely. It is time to get into our conversation with Ellie Linebear. Yes. And let me tell you, Ugh. this is a phenomenal person that uh, I can't, I still can't believe we had the opportunity to chat with her. I know. Talking about the music business and uh, how it's impacted her over the last few months. Mm-hmm. She got signed with, I believe it was Provident. Thing. Yeah, same thing same part thing part of part of the sony right. group yeah. uh, provident label group uh earlier this year so yeah. that, i believe it was february so this was right before this whole COVID thing yeah. hit and so that would definitely put a damper on your plans <laughs> um but it's it's always been interesting as we've chatted with people over the last few months on what they've done during that time mm-hmm. and how they've utilized that time uh to me that's that's gold right? yeah because yeah. we can all learn from that um, you know, the fact that she's been able to write and the fact that she's been able to write with people from around the world that normally she wouldn't have had that opportunity. That's right. You know, songwriting, collaboration. Let's get into it with Ellie Limebear on Between the Grooves. There we go. It's, it's England ringing. There it is. The double ring, baby. Yeah. Hello? Oh, we did yes. it. We did it. Yes. It worked. We did it. <laughs> it popped up saying this call was from Turkey. Uh, I don't know, because when your call came in, it came. It, it looked like it was coming in from where? Yeah, Springfield, Illinois. <laughs> yeah, Springfield, Illinois, when you were calling us. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's the Simpsons. Really... Look at that. But don't, but don't worry. We're in, Tor- we're in Toronto. I don't know what's showing up on your display. We are not in Turkey right now. <laughs> that is hilarious. Oh, my God. <laughs> so good. Yes, well, you know, the, the podcast originates in Turkey. and uh, no, That's right. That's, that's weird. <laughs> so it's great so to have you. Sorry? How, I'm I just said hi. Hi, guys. Hey. Hi. <laughs> it's great to have you on our little show. Um, I We weren't sure if we were going to be chatting with you in England or if you were going to be in Nashville doing some recording anyways or something like that. Oh, I'm still in England here. Haven't, haven't left for a good year. <laughs> there we go. Awesome. There we and go. I guess it would be hard to fly into, into the U.S. anyways with all that's going on in this COVID thing, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah, we were supposed to be there like the majority of this year, but then um, we were on a tour in March, four days in, and then it all got cancelled. So mm. we've been back at home in England since then, really. I, everybody's cancelled their concerts, right? <laughs> yeah. And the problem is, is with everything that's going on, it's so difficult to reschedule all this stuff. That's totally. right. Totally. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. It's so, so I, tricky. And, and what's really disappointing for me is the new James Bond movie was supposed to be out. <laughs> And it got oh. and it got delayed till November, and then they, you know, then they rescheduled again for April of next year. It's like, come on already! Yeah. I, I want to see the new movie. Come on. You know, yeah. It's all about priorities. <laughs> priorities. I love that's that. right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, what a pleasure to have you on our show. Um, it's uh, it's not often that we talk with somebody from England. <laughs> Well, hello from overseas. Hello, hello, hello. So, what has life been like for you? I mean, your your dad was a big guy in the CCM world, um, and it, I'm, ex- I'm I would expect that there were high expectations for you growing up. Um, do you know what? They, my parents, never put that on us. Like mm. they have been 
always very encouraging, very releasing in everything that we wanted to do. But there was, I never actually felt an immense pressure to do music. There was never like a, a forcing, like, you will do this. <laughs> but um, I definitely, from different people, you know, growing up being like, oh, you're going to, oh, I bet you're going to do this. And I kind of just didn't pay attention to any of it to be honest I was just like oh I don't know what I'm going to do I'll see what I'll do (laughs) so there wasn't actually an immense pressure Um, you would think so wouldn't you but it actually has been very releasing and um, my parents are amazing just whatever we feel called to do or led to do they're just like go for it and just very encouraging but um, yeah it's been cool Was there a moment when you sat there and you realized this is what I want to do? Do you remember what that moment was? Yeah, so I didn't, I've never actually wanted to do this. This is the funny thing. (laughs) I never, you know, as a little girl, like I didn't dream of being an artist. I didn't dream of writing music or being on the stage or being a worship leader, anything like that. I've always loved music and I've loved, you know, singing in in my room on my own and um, but never really felt confident or ever thought I would be able to, you know, write songs or be an artist. I just don't think I ever really had the confidence or um, I didn't really like singing in front of people. I was very, very embarrassed and never did like school competitions or talent shows or blah, blah, blah. But growing up in church, um, you're surrounded by music, aren't you? And being there every Sunday and dad being a worship leader and an artist, touring around the world I was so um, exposed to worship music and Christian music and just music in general really being surrounded by so many amazing amazing people and leaders and worship leaders I couldn't not be inspired you know I couldn't not be fascinated by leadership and how you lead a song blah 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 but I have always been very creative and have loved Creativity. I thought I was going to be a photographer, so I studied photography, set up my own business, and thought that's what I was going to do. And did a little bit of writing with my church here in Brighton, writing for the church, and loved that. Loved writing with people and the co-writing thing. That's when I realised that I really love writing songs. But again, didn't think, oh, great, this is what I'll do then. But just continued to do photography stuff and go on the road with dad a bit and some backing vocals. But then it was really three years ago when me and my family were on the Outcry tour in America. Oh, yeah. And um, my dad was one of the guys leading. And then I would kind of jump up with him to lead a couple of songs, like doing backing vocals. But this was kind of like a normal thing, you know, being in a... Uh, at a conference you know I've grown up in Christian conferences and so many amazing people and amazing worship sets but there was this one night which completely changed my life where I just stood at the back of the arena and all these amazing people singing 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 and then I just felt the Lord so clearly say to me Els I'm gonna lead you into something similar to this and it's not gonna be the same as this you're not going to write the same music as these people it's going to look different and these people standing here in the arena they probably won't even come to your shows or whatever but <laughs> trust me and just watch me like watch what I do and I was totally like confused and like oh my goodness but so overcome by the Holy Spirit and just wept and wept and wept and I um, was just like quite confused with God because I was like I, but I've never 
really wanted to do this. Like, I just didn't think I would kind of follow the footsteps of my dad. But, you know, the Lord does what he wants, doesn't he? And leads us to do so many different things. So I trust him and with all my heart and then it just led into this season of writing a ton and getting into contact with different labels. You know, the week after we got back from that tour, it's different labels getting in contact and I was so confused. I was just about to get married. I was like, oh my goodness, what is going on? Like, I'm a Brighton girl living in England, you know, um, loves doing my photography thing, but uh, this music stuff kind of coming up. So um, that was definitely was a moment for me where I'm like, oh, wow, I can see this. The, you know, vision came. Um, my dreams almost started to turn colourful. And so that was definitely a significant moment in this I guess in my life to such a turning point where I was like, oh, wow, okay, this is what I'm about to step into. Okay, game on, put my seatbelt on. <laughs> hmm. But with, with everything that you experienced growing up, I guess a lot of that would have helped you move into this new area a lot easier. Yeah, I think um, being surrounded by lots of music industry people and I don't know, different scenarios and church gatherings, I think... I've I've had the gift of discernment for a long time and being able to use that and for the Holy Spirit to really help me in discerning decisions, you know, and conversations and what to do, what not to do. I think that has helped so much, you know, as long along with my dad's wisdom and my parents' wisdom and knowledge and um discernment too. I think growing up in it but also with the Holy Spirit guiding me has has been an absolute game changer and like I couldn't do my life without the Holy Spirit you know so so amazing so but definitely dad's experience and all of that jazz has been so helpful to talk to him about so many different things so yeah for sure and also you know avoiding mistakes that a lot of newer artists perhaps would encounter because they just don't know any better because they didn't grow up in that environment that would make things a lot easier right yeah Totally, yeah. No, it's, it's been a journey. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. So you've uh, obviously not been touring a whole lot lately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> not at all. Tour- touring around my um, our little basement flat, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what What does touring look like for you when all this stuff is over? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I'd love to back on tour and I'd love to I can't wait for the day that we get to play live again and to sing over people and with people but I just you just I just, does anybody know I don't know yeah. it's definitely in the UK it feels like no one's doing anything like we're very much going back into serious lockdown so it feels like the hope of doing anything this end of the year is just gone you know and then even thinking about next year it kind of seems impossible so I don't know what it looks like and the traveling aspect of things. It's, it's kind of, it's complicated, isn't it? It really is. It is uh, because flights have been changed and canceled and, and rerouted and everything else. I know of somebody that had to fly to the States for something and, and it wasn't a direct flight. Like they had to take a whole bunch of flights just to get to where they're going. They probably could have driven there a lot faster, <laughs> really, uh, just because oh, of everything oh that's going God. on, you know? Oh my, wow. 
that's crazy. Really crazy. I think here's a question for you. Um, like this pandemic, uh, or this year as a whole, um, has been a real, you know, almost like a crucible for a lot of people. Um, sort of finding out what who they are in the inside. Have you mm. learned anything about yourself or about your creative process that you can share with our listeners? Yeah. Um, I realized that I, <laughs> I, I don't cry enough. That's mm-hmm. one thing I realized in lockdown that actually my emotions, I think I've, I've learned just to bottle things up and just to, you know, okay, next thing, get over it. But actually the Lord's really teaching me how to just, you know, when I feel those things, when I feel overwhelmed by joy or sadness, that it, it's good to cry. It's good to let it out and to cry with people. If someone else cries, like that's okay to cry with them. Um, that's definitely something I've learned. And also that I'm actually quite fearful. I've realized in lockdown that I do carry um, quite a lot of fear in my day to day. And I don't think I realized that until this season mm-hmm. and how um, anxiety has kind of become a friend of mine when actually it should never have been. Um, and I think just learning how to tackle that and how to, you know, for the Lord to help me, you know, with that, um, that's definitely been a process and just learning that other people are feeling re- really similar and feeling vulnerable and fragile. But I think it's good just to talk openly, isn't it? And yeah. be vulnerable with people and to not have a regard up and to have a brave face on it. It's actually so vital for all people, you know, men and women, young and old, just to have someone or just to be vulnerable with people, you know, that we don't have to kind of, yeah, act a different way. I think it's so, so vital that we be truly ourselves and don't have to kind of put an act on for sure. It's so hard though to be vulnerable and, 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 um, open with others when you you can't see them very often right because of all the lockdowns and and all the restrictions and whatnot um i've found yeah. and, you know i've got a friend of mine who, who you know we would normally get together f- for at least a coffee every few weeks or something like that and we haven't been able to do that and even when we yeah. do we're we're complaining about you know oh i gotta wear a mask and complaining about this and that and everything else <laughs> to do with the with the lockdown and not really getting into any deep conversations because mm-hmm. i don't know maybe we don't know how anymore i don't know oh wow I know it's weird, isn't it? It's like I remember coming out of like lockdown for the first time, going to help something at church, and then speaking to someone. I was like, oh, I don't even know how to start a conversation anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? You're like, I don't know how to. Okay, how do you do this like dialogue thing? I just, I can't remember. Um, but it is when you're just apart, though. It does it does have an effect on us, doesn't it? That when we've been isolated and locked down and we've, I think um, a lot of people, um, you know, felt extremely lonely and extremely isolated. And, um, and I think that is crucial, isn't it, for our mental health and for so many people just, yeah, just feeling extremely low. Um, But I think it's so amazing how we have things like FaceTime or WhatsApp or, you know, those things where we can see each other. I know not physically, but to have, you know, to see people's expression and to see how they're actually doing, you know, um, 
I think that's a really an amazing thing, FaceTime. I know it's not, you know, the same as going out as a coffee, which I love. Um, but it's, I definitely am so grateful for things like FaceTime. Yeah, uh, I I sort of been doubling down on online you know conversations, but also in person conversations as as much as I possibly can. I'm a huge introvert, so for me, like staying home and not talking to people for me is glorious. <laughs> um, but I've actually gone in the opposite direction where I'm like so hungry for connection. So like at least a, a couple times in a week, I'm trying to connect with people. Um, the but going back to what you're saying, J.K., is that when I meet new people. I, I'm actually having a hard time um, creating conversations. It's, yeah. like, it's like, hi, um, uh, 2020, right? Yeah, well, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're, you're, com- you're gonna complain about 2020, <laughs> yeah. or you're gonna talk about politics, or, or something yeah. that you don't like, don't like, because that's all you're hearing about in the news, <laughs> right? Exactly. And and so, how do you have this conversation with somebody that that either you haven't met before or yeah. you haven't seen in a long time? Yeah. And how do you strike yeah. up that conversation, right? Yeah. And, and it's 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 sad. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> and that's that's why that's one of the biggest things for me. And when I'm looking forward to actually seeing people again and, yeah. and having this, I mean, I I probably had more conversations with my neighbor than you know my best friend. Oh wow, right? Because dude, you gotta get a, out of the house, man. <laughs> I'm I, yeah, no, but seriously, like, I'm like like as often as I possibly can. I'm trying to connect with social distancing, all that kind of yeah. stuff. But I'm trying to connect yeah. people because I find myself just like. I would just hibernate forever. Yeah, and that's, you that's, crave that's, it. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. So I need to get out and meet but people. Totally. There's something I love the fact that we've gotten to know our neighbors better. Yeah. You know, that is like, I think it's so profound how, you know, because we go, you know, go by a day and maybe we've never even met them or, you know, our schedules are so different. But then over lockdown, actually having, you know, getting to know them is actually beautiful. You know, beautiful. We live door to door, wall to wall with these people, yet we don't know them. So I think it's actually what uh, the gold bit out of lockdown and COVID is actually getting to know our neighbours. I think it's just, I just love that, you know, mm-hmm. it's so, I think it's so profound. There's um, a, a bunch of families just down the street from me, um, and they have no family um, uh, within their area to sort of lean on and stuff like that. And most of their friends are sort of you know in the, downtown the city, or so they kind of been they kind of created their own bubble. It's like six or wow. seven houses, and so they said, okay, we all have young kids, and they didn't know each other before the pandemic, <laughs> apart from like waving or you yeah. know. And so they decided, let's be our own bubble. And they connect each other. They do like weekly um, dinners together, and they do. They are on nationwide, national wide news a couple weeks ago. Oh, really? Because they nice. because they kind of like we're going to do this, and we're going to lean heavy into community building. Yeah, and be a bubble because I love that. doing this alone is not right, and it's not good, and it's not healthy. And so they actually create like art projects together for the town. They do all these really cool things. They try and do as many like serious projects they possibly can. They're essentially they're kind of being almost the church. <laughs> In well, terms of like art and service yeah. and community, it's really, really isn't beautiful. that what the church is all about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's cool to see them make nation. I'm like, they live right down the street from me. Hey, neighbor. So yeah, you want to join cool. the bubble? Is that what you're saying? No, no. no? <laughs> <laughs> I want to do the arts and crafts too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's interesting because so yeah, yeah. My my brother lives in a town, and when he first moved in there, he found the and this was you know pre COVID and everything else. He found that the that the um, the people in the town just were you know everybody kind of kept to themselves and didn't do anything and he likes going out for a jog or a bike ride or whatever else and there's a little trail very close to his house and he would go on that trail and what he just started you know every every time he would see somebody he'd say hi 
you know, just just nod his head high and smile and or yeah. hey, how you doing? And yeah. and yeah. and he found that as he did that, you know, there's there there were the regulars that went on the trail. They would start responding back, where now they would start saying hi to him, and it just kind of grew. And so more and more people are doing it. Yeah. And yeah. and for I me, I was visiting his house and we went for this you know walk long, and he he likes walking really fast. So we're walking along this trail where he normally goes, and all these people are are saying hi to him. It's like wow. I mean, they don't have this in my place. You know, they must know him or something. And then he told me the story behind it. It was like, wow, that's that's pretty cool. I mean, that's how you build community uh, right from the start. You know, totally. And that's how you get connected, don't you? You And then you don't feel like you are alone. I think that's beautiful. Yeah. Now there there is something to be said what you said Ellie with regards to uh you know the technology that's out there with FaceTime and uh and Zoom and and whatever uh, I think a lot of that has been a big uh, obviously a lot more people using that technology yeah, yeah. and I think you have to uh especially when you have loved ones or family that are far away and you can't necessarily see them face to face because of travel restrictions and whatnot at least mm. you can still you know have community with them to you know to to a, to a limited extent. I know for, I know one guy uh, for the Canadian Thanksgiving got together with his whole family over Zoom and they timed everything out so they actually had Thanksgiving dinner at the exact same time <laughs> and they're eating and having conversation wow. like they would normally do as a family. That's so good. And, and yeah, so they had some fun doing that, you know, and obviously you've got to plan your meal and, and you know, when the turkey's done in the yeah, oven and everything else, right. plan right. it all, but they wow. all coordinated everything and it worked out really good, you that's know? so good. And, I found it about it after the fact and it's like, yeah, I think we'll do that next year. Yeah, Whether, yeah. you know, I mean, ho- hopefully in person, but if we have to over Zoom, yeah, that'd be a great idea. Yeah. Oh, man. That is so good. Yeah. I love that. So over the last few yeah. months, Ellie, what what have you been doing if you can't, I mean... <laughs> Uh, I'm not saying you haven't been doing anything. Yeah. What are you even I, like, doing what are you, with yourself? What are you like, doing? Yeah. Like, really? <laughs> what have I been? That's a great question. Um, so definitely at the start of lockdown, but when we came back in March, um, I didn't, I think we were tired anyway from just traveling. So I think it was actually a really nice time to kind of switch off anyway and just kind of cocoon in our home and do up our home you know paint bits and bobs and um and be creative and do that thing that we've never done or paint our front door you know like bake some bread i feel like everyone baked bread and baked banana bread didn't yes, they? Lockdown. Yes. like that was the thing to do so we definitely did all of that the lockdown things but um i've been writing a lot though it's been really great season of I've um, been writing with different people probably every week, different session and just getting, you know, we've just been so much time and space to think and process, haven't there? So I think it's been really special to put those thoughts and revelations to music with people and to gather and connect over that. So I've been doing lots of writing and um, just seeing people just catching up with friends you know we don't often get to be at home for this long ever you know we were i think when we um we were talking about the other day that uh before lockdown the longest time we were at home was three weeks and so that for us being at home for this amount of time has been beautiful getting to you know go to youth every friday and be on team you know and commit and doing a bit of worship and just being able to, yeah, just co- commit more to things, I think has been really, really special. Just say, oh, no, we will be there. Not like, oh, sorry, we're away next week. 
but actually to um, commit has been really, really, really great for us and just to get to know the youth more and young people. But yeah, so just writing and releasing music, that's been fun, getting to release more music and um, yeah, no, I don't really know what I've been, you know, when you just think about it, it's like, I haven't yeah. done. It's just doing some gardening, love gardening, planting, planting flowers, growing tomatoes, all that jazz. I think one of my problems is always being I, I always feel that I have to be doing something. I always have to be achieving something so that when I am at home and there is, uh, quote unquote, nothing to do. I mean, there's always something to do, right? There's always, you know, errands that you could be doing or something to be fixing or like you say, gardening yeah. or whatever else. But but when I'm when I'm home and it's my kind of my downtime Pre-COVID and during COVID, I always feel guilty when I'm not achieving something. I'm not checking something off the yeah. box. And so for me, the last few months has been kind of enjoying the forced relaxed time, if you want to call it that. <laughs> and, yeah. and knowing that, you know, this weekend, I don't have anything that I can do because of lockdown or whatever else. And yeah. so I will watch a couple of movies and I won't feel guilty about it. But I have to make that, you know concerted effort to oh, yeah. to not feel guilty about it because Basically. right so i'm being forced into it what can i say is that easy for you no yeah not at yeah. all i, I yeah. feel that i always need to be and and then and then when i've done it like and then drew you'll ask me how was your weekend and like i had a great weekend um was it a constructive <laughs> weekend no <laughs> right and and i feel guilty about yeah. that Fair, yeah that's right yeah, i feel yeah, guilty yeah. about yeah. that i feel like i should have been doing something yeah uh and yet maybe this is a season for me personally where i need to be relaxing and doing nothing yes. having said that yes. i don't want it to be too long and then i get used to it and then i just want to live life like that for the rest of my life either right early retirement bro wow. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, it's great that. it's great ellie to see that you've been using the time obviously to connect with people and getting some of those chores done that you'd normally wouldn't necessarily be getting to and of course writing music now the the writing music aspect was a lot of that done you know virtually or online yeah, all of it actually, all on Zoom. Mm. It's amazing Zoom, isn't it? It really it's is. Just so it's been so special actually just to connect with people all over the world and people that I've never written before and thinking, you know, oh, I'll never be able to get to Australia to write with that person. And then you just send them a text and there's a link and then it's like, oh, there you go. There you can write. Mm. <laughs> um, it's kind of crazy. But how do you handle the time difference? Because that would come into play a lot for you if you're writing with people from North America or Australia or whatever else. Yeah, I know. It's normally quite late for one person or quite early for another. Yeah. So, um, but it's, I think you just, up, like, I always get excited to write. So it doesn't really matter. Like, yeah. oh, I, I want to stay up. Like, I want to finish this. Or, you know, the conversation's so great that you don't want to go. So, um, but no, it's, it's been really, really fun process actually, and so many different ideas. And you know, if you think back to all, you know, all these different months over COVID, there's, you know, tragic things have happened, and eye-opening. You know, so many different events that we've all experienced grief and trauma. You know, mm-hmm. that all this and the joy. There's so much that we've been processing and awakening. You know that. There's so much to write down, so much to think about. I find it really interesting that um, 
there's a lot of good and bad that has come through the pandemic, but it's really given artists a lot of things to write about. It's specifically worship artists. Um, if if they're it, in that mental mental mode too, right? And fair enough. I because mean, like, they might they might be in a position where it's like, you know what, I I can't write right now. There might be going through stuff, but they can't write right. And that's now. fair. Yeah, that's right. Sometimes there's that creative block, you know. Um, um, but yeah. but if they're able to, there's there's so much richness because I think, or so much opportunity in terms of like um, taking these themes that we are going through, that we are experiencing now as as people or as a church community or as a nation um, and, and, and sing these songs um, to or and about God and what he's up to and what he's thinking and where how much we need him. I'm curious, wow. um, where are you, like, how has this been um, affecting your writing as of late? Um, what kind of themes are coming out? Um, COVID themes, if you will, <laughs> if any at all. Um, but what kind of themes are sort of coming out on paper and pen for you these days? Yeah, wow, it's a great question. I think, I mean, so much. All the songs that I've written over this season have actually been really different. Um, but the other day, um, there was a song that we wrote talking all about the unforced rhythms of grace. You know, mm, that, yeah. that verse in... Is it Matthew? I think um, a bit in the message translation and how what grace looks like in, in this season. Um, you, you know, there's so many things going on, and but to have grace, like it's we can never understand it. You know, grace for people, grace for um, things and situations. Like it's actually um, grace for ourselves too, like the not striving thing, or, oh, I, you know, I'm not doing enough of that. I'm not working hard enough or like that didn't happen. And, um, so that's been something that's good, but also just the whole theme of Jesus being our friend has been a, mm-hmm. definitely on my mind and in my heart, just, he's so close as a friend and, you know, through this time, people don't feel like maybe they have connection or friends or they've friends have drifted or, but actually Jesus is um, the, the perfect friend for, mm. you know, who listens to all our, um, he sits with us and cries with us and hears our thoughts and our fears and our dreams and our troubled mind, you know, or what we're struggling with or what we're angry about, that actually he's the most loyal, um, faithful, forgiving friend that we could ever have. Um, and we can't forget that, you know, he's, we're, I don't know, I just find it so beautiful that not only is he, you know, magnificent, a saviour, almighty, but that he's a close um, friend, you know, it's it's so simple, but I think often we can complicate that where we can see him as like a distant thing, but he simply wants to just sit with us and talk to us and be our friend and knows us more than anyone else. So that's definitely something that's come up for me. That's cool. Are there any songs, this is, I'm, this might be a bad question. I apologize in advance. Uh, are there any songs of your dad's that you're kind of like, yeah, I wish I wrote that. <laughs> um, I think what a friend I do. Hmm. I don't know if you know that one. Yeah. What a friend I found. Yeah. That is a song that I love. I've always loved. And, um, so I'd have loved to have written that one and probably Majesty that's oh, a banger yeah. isn't it yeah 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 I mean there's so many good ones 
Um. <laughs> like, yeah, totally. And then, I mean, I was thinking, like, man, maybe she's so sick and tired of hearing these songs you know, all the time. But at the same time, like, there's, um, I, I, <laughs> there is something really cool uh, that this is kind of like, uh, I don't want to say heritage, but kind of like, you both of you and your dad are, are writing these great songs for the church, and I'm sure. Um, there's a lot of trickle down stuff that's happening where you go, you know what? That song he wrote in like '99, yeah, that's coming yeah. out of me now. Or that's I, I can hear that influencing me now. Yeah, but you know, Ellie, you could you could do a remake of one of those songs easily, and I'm 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 almost certain your dad would let you. <laughs> and we have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, and we have. Yeah, that's right. right. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. Oh my gosh. I love that. That's so good. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, you know, it, yeah, it's yeah. interesting what you said earlier about you know when you're you know doing co-writes with people and they're all in different you know cities and countries and and whatnot. And you know the thing that I've realized is that during this pandemic, especially with people stuck at home and a lot of people either you know homeschooling their kids or they're working from home, yeah, yeah. it's almost like time is no longer relevant. <laughs> And I and I guess with you know family responsibilities, kids, jobs, and whatnot, uh, this whole this whole you know tragic you know circumstances that we're in um, with with a pandemic worldwide has yeah. has changed a lot of things, and some of it's good, right? Because because yeah. I like the fact that time is not relevant in a sense. I mean, it is for me because I still have to get up every morning, but but for other people that now get to spend more time with their family or or you know i was doing i was you know measuring for myself if if i were able to work from home i would save myself probably close to five hours of drive time that's that's five hours per week week. that's found time that's time that i didn't have before that i could do something with right and and look at all the thousands and uh, of people out there that have had their shift change like their time change because of that and hopefully they're taking advantage of that and using their time effectively and whether it be downtime or spending time with their family not glued in front of their devices or whatever else that that could be a positive thing right oh a hundred percent yeah there's so many good things that have come out of this you know and it's it's so easy to look at the bad things and there's i mean it's tragic it's utterly tragic but i know that um, God is doing so many amazing things through this. Um, and yeah, like you say, we're already hearing those stories. And um, even for ourselves, you know, how we've grown and changed and developed and all that's being revealed in us as people. Um, it's so, so important. You know, I almost feel like we kind of needed this time to like shut everything down and yeah. for mm-hmm. even for the environment, for, you know, things are growing again and for our our well-being and to not be rushed and go, 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 that actually people have rested for the first time in years or, you know, spoken to people that they haven't spoken to in years. And um, there's actually beautiful things happening in, in like, the darkest times, you know. Mm-hmm. The whole reawakening, you know, with Black Lives Matter, it's, like, mm-hmm. absolutely tragic with George Floyd. Um but God is like reawakening us, you know, with racism and systemic racism. And it's like, we need, we need to hear this, you yep. know, we need to uncover this and um, digging out the dirt, you know, that's been in the ground for so long, things need to be overturned. And I feel like that's what God is doing in so many of us, you know, in, in so many different areas of, of the world that, 
yeah, that, that there is good coming out of this. There is rest, restoration and redemption coming out, which is what we need, isn't it? Yeah. And a lot of people having their eyes opened where they wouldn't necessarily have been open to something like that because they were so busy with their day-to-day lives. That's right. Right? That's right. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. We were, we were too busy and too occupied with ourselves yeah. to even see, you know, or to speak to our neighbor like we were chatting. It's like we were so... Yeah, busy and our schedule was so jam-packed or had to do this and this. When actually, what are our, what are, are our priorities, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, what do we want to, how do we want to live our life? What do we want our life to look like? What do we want to get to the end of our life and say like, oh, wow, I was patient with people. Yeah. Wow, I'm so glad, you know, I was generous with my money. You know, things yeah. like that. It's like, what do we, what do we want to do? Now, speaking of patience, that really does beg the question, uh, how how did you do with your garden this year? What did, what did you say? How how did you make out with your garden this year? You spent you said you had more time for gardening, so obviously you've oh. had a bountiful, you know, harvest. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, the tomatoes have um are, are were delicious. <laughs> I feel like it's um all my fl- flowers are dead now though because it's getting very chilly over here in, in Brighton but it was beautiful in the summer I have to say I was I felt like they were my babies and I was so proud of them <laughs> um, but uh, it's all kind of going going now because of the winter but it's all good yeah. so next season the trees are out and falling so it's all good yeah well, there you go. That's good. I mean, if you're going to spend the time in the garden, you want it to be worth your while. That's right. I, I if I, if I, you know, put that much work and patience into something like that, I would want to make sure that you know, uh, you know, you could see the success at the end of it, right? And it would be just really frustrating if you spend all these months working on something and then and then the tomatoes are small or or you know they didn't, yeah, they got eaten by the totally. animals or something like that. Totally, totally, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Well, listen, thank you so much for hanging with us mm-hmm. on Between the Grooves. Uh, it's great how this oh. came down. I know it was kind of a last minute thing for all of us, but um, I'm glad we were able to chat. Oh, me too. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you for your time. There it is. There it is. Ellie, Lime Bear, um, great conversation. Didn't know what to expect as usual. Yeah. I, I seem to always yeah. say that, but um, we don't necessarily go into these conversations with a list of stuff that we want to necessarily talk about uh we want to see where the conversation leads us Mm. and it's amazing to see what she's done over the last little while and we've looked at this whole covid pandemic as this negative thing that's impacted artists musicians and people of all walks of life and and different livelihoods and and whatnot but there is some positive that can be had out of all this that's kind of what i got out of this conversation that's really good i really enjoyed it because um you know it's always great that for me to and for us to chat with new artists um but but ellie comes from a different perspective because she's not like someone brand new in the scene right she's been around music and around you know the biggest ccm stars as all a, her as a life kid. Yeah, that's right um those of you who aren't aware um her dad is martin smith who was the lead singer delirious and a solo artist in his own right Right. An amazing worship songwriter, and so she's been around. She knows the stuff, and so she has a very unique perspective that not a whole lot of CCM artists have. Right, and so it was really cool to kind of um, chat with her just about like her upbringing in that sense, without focusing on Martin's work, um, but just focusing on like how that part of her life influenced her into becoming her own artist, her own right. having her own identity. Yeah. 
And I love, if you've ever or you've never heard her music, please make sure you check it out. She is doing some amazing stuff. I love what she's been putting out lately. It's really good stuff. So, yeah, I love this conversation. It was great. Ellie Linebear on Between the Grooves. And now we head over to Ars Advice. And today we have my old friend, Dwayne Laring. I think the biggest thing I could say is is, um, to be true to yourself and the voice that um, you feel like God's given you. You know, I see too many people um, kind of copying and taking on certain things from their favorite people, which is kind of how life works. Uh, But I think be confident in who you are and what you want to say and how you want to say it. I think that's lyrically. Uh, I think that's, that's musically and creatively. But it's also in how you live your life and how you do your art is to be you because uh, the fact is if you're not you then there's going to be a hole in the universe because God obviously creates us all for a purpose and with something specific in mind um, and so if we're not who we are supposed to be then nobody else will be so that's what I just always would try and encourage people to do is, is figure out who you are and what God's given you to say and uh, be confident in that so deep and yet so simple <laughs> it really right. is. Actually, that's actually that should be his tagline because that's exactly who he is. He's yeah. a deep guy. But he's also just a simple dude. He's awesome. Yeah. yeah. He was one. He was our guest back in 2017. I 2017. Guess, right? Yeah. It's so going it's back. Been a while. So yeah. Nice to hear back from him again. Yeah. And isn't he? He plays guitar for a big, a big artist. Who's? Yeah. He's currently playing with Lauren Daigle. Wow. Um, but before that, he was one of the main guys in Sonic Flood. Right. So very similar to he, uh, Sonic Flood was America's delirious for many, many years. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Great to hear from Dwayne Laring on Between the Grooves. Well, we hope you enjoyed today's episode. That is it for this week. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast for new episodes every Monday. Don't forget to leave us a rating and a review to help us reach more people. And find us on social media, Facebook and Twitter at Between Grooves. We would love to connect with you, chat with you, whatever you do on the Book of Faces and the, the twit. Twitter. Twit. That, that's it. Twit. Twit. You're calling our listeners a twit. No, no. I'm saying come come find us. We're the two twits. Oh, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> the truth is out, folks. 